0: Bob, Bernie, live.
1: Now, if 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 you were uh, if you were the police and you were looking for the suspect in a crime, possibly a a very serious crime, what are some of the things you would like to know in looking for the suspect? Well, one of the most obvious is being omitted here in Central Ohio and around the country. I've got the story here, but uh, first, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. I am grateful that you have chosen to spend some time with us, and here is my telephone number: eight seven seven Bob Live, 877-262-5483. and as usual. I love to hear from you our listeners. A uh, tragic story here in Columbus and let me read it the story exactly as it appears uh, from one of our TV stations yesterday. Uh, quote Columbus police said a fifty one year old barber was shot and killed Monday while on the job at a Northside strip mall. Uh, the you know, It gives the name of the victim. Uh, he was working at Executive Barber Salon. According to police, the shooting occurred around just after noon at the barbershop. Gives the address. Um, the owner of the barbershop said he was not in the shop when someone opened fire striking and killing one of the barbers. The owner said for this to happen in broad daylight, this is very surprising. I never had any problems with anyone in this shop. In this type of manner, Uh, police said a second barber was working on a customer when shots were fired. They were not injured. Uh, Witnesses said a man entered, spoke with Jefferson, the uh, victim, then left and witnesses heard gunshots. Police and medics arrived and pronounced him deceased. Uh, This this is the 37th homicide in Columbus in uh, 2022. And then the uh, police department, Columbus Police Department, in this article, asked for your help. They're asking for the community's help to find the suspect. Here is how our local TV station reported who the police are looking for. And I quote, police described the subject as wearing a black ball cap and sunglasses and they said he fled on foot eh that's it now do do you think it would be helpful to know the race of the suspect i mean people saw him he went into the shop talked to the barber for a few minutes they went outside Gunshots rang out, and tragically, sadly, the barmer, barber was dead. And as yet, we don't know whether they knew each other. We, we don't know the dynamics between the two. We don't know any of those things. But those on the scene gave a detailed description of the suspect to police. And one of our local TV stations is asking for the community's help. We want you to look out for this person. Well, okay. Um, What did they look like? Well, uh, he was wearing a black ball cap and sunglasses. Really? Uh, How tall was he? He had a beard, clean shaven, and the most obvious question, what race? Is he white? Black? Asian? Indian? What was the race of the individual? And and here's my point. Most of the TV stations here in Columbus, not all of them, but most of them now refuse to release the race Of the suspect. The victim, if if there's a victim involved, their race may be mentioned, but hardly ever the suspect. Now, again, just a common sense question. Would that help in finding the suspect? Wouldn't it narrow down your prospects of? Prospects of suspects, and the answer, of course, is yes. Well, then, why don't they report the race? Well, that would be racist. What? What do you mean it'd be racist? Well, yeah, if you uh, if you reported the the race of the individual, why uh, you would be guilty of racism. Uh, how is that well it, it just it just would it would draw attention to a particular race no it would give the public extremely extremely important information but we have become so whacked out on how we report this how we report that what is seen as inequality, inequity, uh, racism, prejudice, etc. We have become so whacked out on these things that th- the news media is scared to death to just report facts. Because they are afraid that some community activists will call them out on the carpet for being racist. Um it's foolish, it's silly, it's um and, and it obviously it harms it harms the investigation. But in order to be woke and politically correct, local news media refuses to report probably I mean, other than height and weight, the race of the individual would be most important. If it was clearly a white person, then you're not going to be looking for black people. If it was clearly a black person, you're not going to be looking for white people. Hello? But... um, Again, we have become so woke and politically correct. We lose all sight of common sense. But it's tragic. I don't know any of the details, but um, a barber. I have no idea any of the details, and I'm not even going to begin to speculate. But um, when we have violence in just a common place of business— we really do have a serious crime problem here in uh, central Ohio and sadly around the country. All right, we'll take uh, the first break of the hour. My telephone number is 877 Bob Live, 877 262 5483. Hang in there, hang tight. We'll be back.
0: Bob Bob Bernie Bernie Live. Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: I'm not going to spend very much time on politics today. That is my least favorite topic, as most of you know. However, it does impact all of us. And uh, we do have a primary coming up Tuesday of next week. An important primary. Now it's it's not as it's not as important as it should be because all of the house districts here within the state, the uh, the district maps are still in limbo, which is shameful. It is shameful on the Republicans. It's shameful on the Democrats. It's shameful on the Ohio Supreme Court. Uh, All of those people are supposed to answer to us. And this should have been taken care of months ago. My personal opinion, it is shameful. Uh, I think it's shameful for the Secretary of State's office. I think it's shameful for the Governor's office. I think it's shameful for the Speaker of the House, the President of the Senate. I think it's shameful for... uh, The Ohio Supreme Court, I think it's shameful for the Democratic members. Uh, I think the whole thing is just, did I mention, shameful? Uh, But anyway, um, the uh, national, well, the statewide offices, the governor, uh, secretary of state, um, and uh, U.S. Senate will be on the ballot a week from yesterday, next Tuesday. Uh, governor's office, if the polls are even close to being accurate, uh, it'll be a walk in the park for Governor DeWine. And I, I for one, would have loved to see new leadership. Um, and this is, this, is, this is going to upset some of you. And I'm sorry, I am sorry that some of you will be offended by what I'm going to say, but I I believe it's true. Uh, If Joe Blystone had dropped out of the race when it was absolutely clear he didn't have a chance, he never did. Uh, There were a lot of things alike about Joe Blystone, and when he first came on the scene, he looked like this wonderful conservative and then we found out he was carrying a lot of baggage, uh, and uh, he he wasn't what a lot of people thought he was, and it was very, very, very clear from the very beginning, he didn't have a chance. Not a chance. He was the uh, Ross Perot here in Ohio. Jim Renese, I think is a good man. I've met him on several occasions. Don't. We're not best buddies. We don't golf every week, but uh, I have met him, and I don't know him very well. But I have people that I know very well who know him very well, and they have assured me that he is a really good man and would have made a wonderful governor. But the the votes of those who were opposed to Dewine are split between Joe Blystone, who never had a chance, and Jim Renese, who probably did have a chance. But if the polls are correct, um, Governor DeWine has an insurmountable lead right now. Can we always believe and trust the polls? No, 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 no. Could there be a real surprise? Yes, there could be. I'm just saying uh, it looks like uh, Mike Dewine is going to be reelected easily, and I and I think that's sad. I think Renacci ran a good campaign. Uh, he didn't have the baggage. Uh, I think he would have had a chance. But again, the vote has been split and will be split on Tuesday. the The bizarre thing about that when. President Trump was in Delaware Delaware last week. Uh, he endorsed J.D. Vance. He endorsed um, Frank LaRose for Secretary of State. Uh, he endorsed some other people. He didn't mention the governor's race, which is really bizarre because it was Donald Trump that convinced Jim Renacy to jump into the Senate race when Josh Mandel dropped out very suddenly, unexpectedly. Uh, the, and Trump was a big, 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 big Renese supporter. And Renacci was there. Uh, some of the local media reported that Renacy wasn't even allowed in the VIP section. And that wasn't true at all. Uh, but Trump didn't say a word about Renacci or the governor's race. Um, All right. Then the Senate. Everyone wondered whether the Trump endorsement would help J.D. Vance. Well, I looked at four different polls today, four different polling organizations, four of them, all different, some leaning to the right, some leaning to the left. And all four polls that I saw today have shown – that the Trump endorsement has given J.D. Vance a huge bump. And he is now leading in all of the polls, at least that I could find, uh, where Gibbons, uh, Mandel, Mandel led, 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 weeks, 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 weeks. And then Gibbons went ahead. And then Gibbons and uh, Mandel were going back and forth. J.D. Vance was usually number three. J.D. Vance is now number one in all of the polls. So evidently, the uh, Trump endorsement did help. But we'll see. I hope you will vote on Tuesday. It's an important election. It really is very important. And it's important that we take a brief break. And then equally important, we'll be back.